Welcome to the Bottle Poppin' Podcast, where Meg and Heather share their love for oils, friendship, and entrepreneurship. Let's get it poppin'. Hey, everyone. Happy New Year. This is Meg. Hi there. This is Heather. And we are the Bottle Poppin' Podcast. So, Heather, what are we popping open today? We're going to pop open a bottle of lemongrass. Yay. So, first impression. I have such a hard time describing this one. So, we talked about this a little bit in our last episode of Lemon Eucalyptus. Yeah. It's citrusy. I don't know that it's quite lemony, I guess, but it's citrusy, but it also has a little bit of that herbal grass smell to it too. Fresh cut grass combined with citrus, I guess is my best description. Mm -hmm. And so, so funny because my description is totally different. (laughs) And this is exactly what we were talking about. But every time I smell this, the first thing I smell is Fruit Loops. That just smells like that sweet kind of citrusy, but more so sweet, crunchy cereal. That's what I get. It's <laughs> so pebbles or whatever. <laughs> it's so funny how our olfactory systems can vary that much because I do not get anything sweet from this by smelling mm-hmm. it at all. It almost smells pungent to me. It doesn't smell huh. bad, but sweet is not what I get. Now, Right before we went on, we were discussing the Fruit Loops thing. You found a diffuser recipe for me to try so that I could see if I could get a little of the Fruity Pebbles. Fruit Loops? Fruit Fruit Loops. Loops. Yeah. So it was two drops each of lavender, serenity, and lemongrass. And I can smell that now. It's definitely the lemongrass that flips it because without the lemongrass, it would just smell like lavender. Mm -hmm. And you'd be falling asleep. (laughs) And I'd be falling asleep. Let's hope I don't get too relaxed with the serenity and lavender. But it's nice. It's a really nice diffuser blend. It's not nauseously sweet like I picture Fruit Loops scent to be. But I can see where where you got that from. And it's funny because I like the very first time I smelled this, I thought Fruit Loops. And I probably have not had Fruit Loops in like 30 to 35 years. So I don't even know why I would associate it with that. But when I first saw this diffuser blend, I was like, yep, makes sense. (laughs) I'm not the only one. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, I can't be the only one that thinks that this smells like cut grass and citrus either. (laughs) No. Well, and what's funny is your description is what I feel like lemongrass tastes like in cooking and stuff like that. Okay. You know, I really like lemongrass in Thai food or like I sometimes add it to my homemade pho and there I get the herby, grassy, kind of citrusy thing, but the smell specifically Fruit Loops. That's all I think of. <laughs> Interesting. Well, and on that note, you can use this all three ways. And so mm-hmm. cooking is one of the major ways we use this in our house just like any other cooking with oils, a little goes a long way. So starting with the toothpick and adding it in and then kind of deciding how much more you need to add in. But yes, cooking and similar recipes to what you had talked about. The other way we've used this one a lot and I've used it in the clinic quite a few times is I think the original reason I bought this was because I had heard that it was good for helping with water retention, edema, fluid, stuff like that. And so if somebody is coming in post-op and they have some edema, I will just put a drop of this in my hand with the massage lotion that we use and just massage around the area where the edema is. It's it's always so hard to tell what makes the difference, right? The massage is obviously pushing a lot of that fluid out, but in my mind, hopefully they're getting some of the other positive benefits of the lemongrass at the same time. 
Yeah, that's interesting. So the main way we have used this, and thankfully we have not needed to use it for this reason in a very long time, but I read early on that lemongrass is really good for covering up pet smells. Huh. And for sure, when we got our dog, Hannah, she was not potty trained. She was over a year old. And so <laughs> it took a long time to potty train her. And for some reason, she decided that my home office, which happened to be one of the few rooms in our entire house that had carpet, was her potty room. And oh, it was so disgusting. But I would regularly diffuse lemongrass, and that definitely helped. And then also, I would mix a few drops of lemongrass with baking soda and put it in a mason jar, shake it up, put it on the carpet, let it sit for like 15 minutes, and then vacuum it up. And it definitely helped with the smell and just soaking up the dog urine. I like the baking soda tip because just doing that on its own is helpful. But I like the idea of adding the lemongrass with it. That's a good tip. Yeah. And I don't know why specifically, but it it definitely covers up animal smells. So if you are struggling with that, I highly recommend this oil. That's good to know. So the other thing that I've known people to use this for is clearing of bad energy. And I don't know that that's something I've ever really been attuned to, but I think that I can walk into a space and you can feel, I can feel if there's kind of some negative stuff going on versus people with positive energy. So I liked that about this one in the Essential Emotions book. I like the way that they put this one particular statement and I think I might try it for this. We've talked a lot about how you and I, as well as my husband and I, have talked a lot about how clutter will start to weigh down the energy in a space. And I don't know where we get all of this stuff. I feel like I try to (laughs) minimize the stuff I'm bringing into the house. I mean, I know kids have stuff they're bringing in, but we always have stuff laying around. And it's not like the house is unclean. It just gets cluttery. And I can feel my energy change in a space when there's too much clutter. So I'm always thinking about how I need to start cleaning out a space. I actually did where we keep the dog stuff in the lower part of the pantry the other day. And I felt so much better after Mm -hmm. I was done with it. I've done a cabinet in the kitchen. I need to start working on more of these spaces. But I think now I will incorporate lemongrass because it talks about, again, this is Essential Emotions book. It says lemongrass can also be a powerful tool in cleansing the energy within a home, room, or workspace. It encourages individuals with hoarding tendencies to courageously let go of everything they no longer need. We're definitely not hoarders over here, but I feel like we have a decent amount of clutter and random stuff that we have a hard time partying with. So I think I will start, I will pick a space. I will diffuse this, maybe the fruity pebble or fruit loops blend a little bit nicer than straight lemongrass and then get to work on trying to clean out a space just to clear the energy. So I don't feel so cluttery too. Well, you're totally reminding me that is another thing I've seen a tip probably on Pinterest, but it was like my office beforehand, my office afterwards, the magic was diffusing lemongrass and it was just a total clean out. It is one that I have red specifically helps with decluttering and cleaning. So yeah, that's awesome. Well, and if you think about it, improving the smells of a room, if somebody did have a room that had enough clutter in it, that it made it difficult to clean, the room probably could have a musty smell or something. So diffusing the lemongrass at the same time would be helpful to remove those odors. 
I'm totally envisioning an episode of Hoarders I saw forever ago where there was 16 kittens, you know, in a room or whatever. They didn't know they had that many kittens. And so, you know, there's a bad smell in there too. Like, man, that show, I don't know if that show is still on, but Lemongrass could have sponsored that show and really helped them. <laughs> oh boy. Start the process at least. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. My, my energy level is feeling negative. Just even thinking about oh, no. that. So we're going to move on <laughs> from that conversation. <laughs> I am curious though, uh, on those notes, and because this is our first episode of the new year, are you a new year's resolution person? I am going to say no. I feel like it's a conversation that I guess I've had with people over the years of, oh, what are you going to try to do more of into the new year? It is not something that I necessarily ever strive to start on January 1 and carry through. I'm more of a, if I have a goal I want to reach, there's no reason I can't start it tomorrow. Like I don't need to wait until January 1st to do it. So No, in general, I think I would always like to improve myself going into the next year, but there's no reason I shouldn't start that in November, December. There's no reason to wait for January. Yeah. It's funny. I have, I have always been a new year's resolution person and it's only in the last few years. And maybe it's because of the book, the 12 week year, even more so now I will like you start something whenever it's time to start it, not wait until the new year, but with the new year right here. I just keep on thinking of new year's resolutions. So as we were having this conversation, I was like, oh, that would be a fun challenge for 2023 is once a month purposely clean out and declutter a space. Like I have wanted to do that to our pantry for forever, but I know a pantry clean out is a lot of work because you really do need to take every single item out, look at expiration dates, wipe down everything before you put it back in. And so I've put it off for over a year, but yeah, maybe that's going to be a new year's resolution for me once a month. Pick well, one thing. And that is the biggest issue with any sort of clean out is it requires a bigger mess before you get to the finished product. And I right. feel like sometimes I start pulling stuff out and now I'm overwhelmed with the amount of stuff I have pulled out that is creating more clutter. And oh no, where do I start now? Mm -hmm. So it is an undertaking. I don't think it's something that you can just do without being prepared of the actual process of it and the amount of mess that gets made before you start the fixing of that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In regards to New Year's resolutions, we did try it a couple of years ago. I believe going into 2020, my family, we had each written down, it wasn't necessarily resolutions. It was things we wanted to accomplish in 2020. Mm -hmm. And so for our families, we spent a lot of time outside, but it was a specific amount of, we want to be able to camp this many times, or we want to go on this many hikes. And then we each had some individual goals that we wanted to do. And this is laughable now because none of us achieved our goals. And 2020 (laughs) would have been the year for us to achieve these goals. Wait until you hear them. It would have been the year for us to do it, but we found so many other randomness to fill our time at home during 2020. So both my son and I had a goal of being able to do 10 pull-ups. We had a pull-up bar. We did not even attempt to work towards that goal. I really, really wanted to be able to do a handstand and there was no reason I couldn't start working towards, you know, against the wall, stuff like Mm -hmm. that. I did zero of it. And so what we had done is we had written out our goals and then we had put them 
with the Christmas stuff so that the following year when we opened up the Christmas stuff, we'd find them and we could see how many goals we we forgot about our goals altogether because 2020 was such a hmm, chaos show anyways, yeah. right? So when we unpacked our stuff and we read our goals, all of us were like, huh, we didn't do any of those. Should we just reapply to next year? Or maybe we're just not that type of resolution goal people. <laughs> That's so funny too, because I do think of y'all as a fit family, but <laughs> not when it comes to meeting no. goals. Like we don't right. want to follow goals. We just want to do the thing and enjoy the thing. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> okay. New Year's resolutions, not for you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, we got a little off topic, but anything else about lemongrass? I think that was quite off topic. I think I'm going to start using it when I'm decluttering. And even though that's not a resolution or goal, I do plan on doing more of it into the new year. So still pertains to lemongrass. Just a little side tangent. Yeah. I will say one other way that I use this and I, and I personally don't use it for this, but I have had a lot of my nutrition clients use it for this is this is a really good oil for thyroid support. So if you have any type of thyroid issues, getting this oil, putting it in a roller bottle, probably 10 to 20 drops, and then the rest fractionated coconut oil and rolling it over your thyroid, which is just the front of your neck on a daily basis has helped a lot of my clients. If you have any type of thyroid issue, it's not going to mess with medication or anything like that. It's just going to support your body even more. So I would recommend that as well. Good to know. Yeah. All right. Well, we hope that you have enjoyed this episode and we hope that you continue to listen throughout 2023 and share this this podcast with your friends and family. We so appreciate you taking the time every week to listen in and we hope you get value out of it. We definitely enjoy putting it out into the world. Thank you so much for listening. We'll have a brand new episode for you next Friday. Thanks for tuning in. For more information, you can follow these bottle popping ladies at bottlepoppinpodcast.com. Tune in next week to learn about what bottle we're popping. Until next time, take care. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This podcast is not intended to treat, diagnose, cure, or prevent any disease.